0: Welcome to Hope in the Halls, Christian Voices from Washington, D.C., sponsored by Hope to the Hill, also sponsored by Can We Pray, with your hosts Nathan and Amber Kisler. Learn more about Hope to the Hill at www.hopetothehill.com.
1: Welcome back. Another week, another episode. We're trying to get back to two episodes a week, but uh, it's trying. been kind of busy the past few weeks. Uh, well, busy slash, uh, you've had doctor's appointments and all that crazy stuff, which, um, we'll share more about that later. Uh, but this week, uh, I was back in DC for the first time in about a month.
0: And a lot happened in a short month in DC. A lot
1: happened. Oh, totally. And, uh, we kind of had a, a speakership battle. Kinda.
0: <laughs> we did.
1: <laughs> Yes. Yeah, we did. And it would be, you know, it was interesting um, just to kind of watch the overarching uh, feeling of Washington and how the morale was really low. And over the last couple of weeks, you know, we've been having, had some prayer calls and we've been talking to members every day, just trying to encourage them and, and kind of hear what's going on in their lives. And the morale has been very low. I mean, it's been As low as I've ever heard it in Washington, probably since um, COVID, you know, when when members were dealing with all those things. And uh, a lot of infighting within the Republican Party. And I told some of the Republican members... I said, you know, you could definitely learn something from the Democrats. They're always, they come out of the room, they're all on the same page. They don't usually falter. Yeah, they, um, they
0: typically stay unified no matter what. I mean, you could watch it happen. Like they just, if they got their man, they're all behind that that person and they're moving forward. Whether you agree with them or not, well, they if stay they unified. Well, if
1: they, have, if they have a fight, they don't do it publicly. Yeah. They're going to deal with it and then they're going to come out of wherever they meet and th- they know what they're going to do. Yeah. And so the Republicans obviously have had a little bit harder of a time. Uh, and it's weird, you out. know,
0: because like when you I, I didn't notice this until I started going to D.C. with you more. But when when you look at the Democrat Party compared to the Republican Party, what, like you mentioned, our fights are more like publicized. We, we say it out loud, you know, but the Democrats like when they have a particular member that might disagree, those people typically stay quiet. Like if they're told to shut up, they stay silent. They will not go against their party.
1: Well, I will say that was one of the interesting things about Nancy Pelosi for so long. She held order of her party very well and was known as somebody who really did a great job However you want to look at it, you know yeah. if you agree with her, then she really did a great job, if you didn't um' a she's great job still,
0: for her her party, yeah, she, she did a great job a
1: very she's a very shrewd politician mm-hmm. um and and actually probably one of the most shrewd deal makers in d c which is why she's still at her age still doing what she's doing, you know again, uh no matter how you feel about her um this is just a a a general respect issue that that you know we've looked and I've watched how she's led her party for so long. And um, I told re- Republicans, and they kind of laughed, and they said, you're right, <laughs> you know, now we could probably be more unified in that regard yeah. and, and, and not take our disagreements out to the floor. It got to a point after the third, I guess it was the third um, round, well, they, they, they had one, one vote on the floor, uh, or I guess two votes on the floor technically, And then decided we're not going to come back to the floor until we know our candidate. Has the votes to so, win.
0: So explain to everyone kind of how that works, because I had a lot of people ask, you know, while you were there, like, how do, how do they know when they go into a room? First of all, they, they have these candidates that all of a sudden they bring forward. And a lot of people don't understand how that works. They, they think that they're just pulling hat names out of a hat. It's like, okay, now we're going to vote on this person. And it's really not that way. It actually is. Um, there is a process to it. And I wanted you to kind of explain like what that process is.
1: Yeah, so uh, very few staff are allowed in that room. They call it, they're going into conference. So uh, this go around, it was on the first floor of the Longworth Building where they they went into conferences. It's in a, it's in a committee room, mm-hmm. and it's it's interesting. So you have uh, everybody that is interested in throwing their name in. You know, as soon as McCarthy was removed from office. Members that had their their you know sights set on the speakership started kind of you know gathering their little tribe of members together that they wanted to support them. So when they get in that room, uh, it's actually a um, uh, I don't even call it a secret vote. I almost call it a blind vote, but a secret vote. Yeah. So you don't see which members vote for who, uh, but somebody has to give a nomination speech for each member that's going to be nominated. So uh, in the first round. We obviously knew, you know, Steve Scalise, Jim Jordan. There were some others. Those Uh, were the
0: first two, for sure.
1: The two major ones. And then, you know, Scalise uh, realized quickly that even though he had the majority of the votes, it was, I think, 119 to 99, something like that. He definitely had the majority of the votes, but he realized very quickly that he did not have, he wasn't going to get the votes on the floor. Just wasn't possible.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people were concerned about his health. Um, if he would be able to stay speaker or be, be able to be the speaker because of his health yeah, with and, cancer. um, yeah. yeah, he's, he's had a lot of health issues and bless his heart. We've prayed so many times for him because of his health issues. And so he was out first and the next came Jim, Jim Jordan, Jordan yeah. which he got a little bit closer.
1: Uh, yeah, I would say so. And so that's the interesting thing. So the way the process works is let's, so there ended up being seven candidates at one point. I think that was the largest field. Uh, when Jim Jordan was going through, no, actually, I'm sorry. That was when Tom Emmer Emmer. was going through. And so there were seven candidates. So the way they, they vote and then the one, the, the candidate with the least amount of votes gets dropped off each time they vote. Right. So if somebody, because it's a secret ballot, if somebody voted for someone who is not, they could write in a candidate of their choice if they just don't like any of the seven, which happened. I think there were 23.
0: That's when some of them were doing like Donald Trump and things like that, right?
1: Well, yes and no. We actually found out that some of them were writing in Kevin McCarthy at the time. And so I'm, I'm trying to pull up a text here because I actually had a member send me uh, pictures of the tally sheets that, that they were writing down as they were in the room. I couldn't even be in that room. It's very, very minimal Right. staff in the room because it's, they don't want any of this stuff getting out. So like, you know, the very first vote, uh, that on, um, would have been Tuesday, Tom Emmer had 78 votes. Uh, um, Johnson had 34. Uh, then the next one was 28, 27, 18, 16, Johnson,
0: eight. just, let's just take that into mind right now, knowing now what we know, had 34 votes. Oh yeah. 34 votes he had.
1: And then it went the second, and then the second vote, which they—I have another one here, I'm looking at from a, a member that had texted me this. Emmer had 90, 90 votes. Johnson went up to thirty-seven because they dropped off. <laughs> he gained three. Yeah, they they dropped off uh, Pete Sessions the first round, and then they uh, Benjamin dropped off the second round. So it went up, but in in the final vote, um, I, I believe if I remember correctly, it was like a hundred and thirty-seven to. 89. I think Johnson was at 89. And um, so, anyways, Emmer at that point was the obvious front runner at that moment. Now, there were a lot of people that were upset and really over one specific issue with Emmer. There was five or six things they didn't like, but the main one that everyone kept talking about was that he had voted to normalize homosexual marriage, you know, back, this was five, six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And that was the biggest gripe of, you know, I don't like to use the term far right conservatives, but strong conservatives, because I would say Emmer's more of a moderate Republican. And and so our frustration looking at the situation with McCarthy, obviously we had a couple of things that were frustrating. We had all these projects we've been working on to bring faith events, faith films, that was frustrating because McCarthy was gone. We thought, okay, we're going to have to start all over again here for hope yeah, yeah for for hope to the hill, yeah, and because we
0: we had worked with the McCarthy so many times on bringing like we brought sound of freedom to the Capitol. It was the first time that had ever been done, yeah. and we were we had so many things lined up that we were bringing, and we thought that was all over yeah. once he was gone, and so, we were hanging our heads and, and I remember I called you the day I was on the phone when they were counting the votes with you. And I just said, what are we going to do? Yeah, And we both just agreed that the Lord had something else planned. He had something else down the road that he was going to make even better. And at that time it looked a little gloomy.
1: <laughs> well, if I were honest too, I mean when, when Emmer was the guy, I was probably a little more gloomy than, because I yeah. don't, I don't know him well. I mean that we've met in passing a few times, but I, I don't know him at all. And he's not particularly, you know, I would say a bastion of faith, you know, right. per se. And so I, I was definitely disappointed in that moment going, Oh my goodness, what are we going to do? How, how are we going to, you know, we, we're not going to have any relationship you know, with, with this speaker, if this is the guy and uh, Oh me of little faith. Right. <laughs> you know? So it was interesting at that moment. Um, and, and to kind of watch how, So many members of Congress on the Republican side, they were like, okay, this is what we've got to do. You know, we've got to get a speaker. So they kind of like, I guess I'm going to have to vote for him because we just got to get this going. We got to do, we got to get back to work. And, but then on the same side, there were members that were saying, absolutely not. I will not vote for this man. It was, I think 25 you know members that had said that. And so he realized very quickly, he was not going to get the votes. It just wasn't going to happen. Right. So the backstory on all this that we, I want to get into which is just very interesting, um, and and I hope to be able. Actually, next week we're going to have uh, the Kathy. member yeah, Kathy Rogers who nominated uh, Speaker Mike Johnson. Uh, we're going to have her on. I want her maybe to share more from her perspective about this, but I'm going to tell you the story as as I saw it unfold, which I think was amazing. It was just a miracle. But in the in the background of all this that is happening, um. We go into a prayer meeting. Let's see, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday morning. Went into a prayer meeting, and to back up just a little bit before that, I had a lunch on um, Tuesday morning with uh, Mark Walker. Stepped into lunch uh, as he was. He invited me over. He was meeting with somebody else, and he invited me to pop over to the Capitol Hill Club to see him. When well, he started sharing, I mean, Mike Johnson wasn't even really a thought at that at that point. But Mike Johnson kind of came up in the conversation. And Mark was just you know reminding me, and I have flown with Mike Johnson on planes. He has to fly through Atlanta from Louisiana to D.C. So for the last three years, uh, almost on a weekly basis, I would see him sitting in the waiting area outside the plane and uh, just talk to him and, you know, just chat. And he, he's a super nice guy and a man of faith. So I loved getting to know him. And then when we'd see each other in the halls, you know, he'd smack me in the back or something. And anyways, so uh Mark started talking about Mike Johnson and I was like well you know that's that's so cool I wish we could have him you know that <laughs> moment but um so we finished that lunch we, you know I walked the halls around the room where they were meeting that evening for hours I mean hours and kind of the thought process was you remember Joshua in the battle of Jericho you remember the old song we used to sing yeah. Joshua in the battle of Jericho I thought you know why don't we if Joshua walked around the walls of Jericho seven times and the walls came tumbling down. Can we not use that as a spiritual thing to walk around and pray over that space that spiritual strongholds would be brought down? And so that's kind of what we began to do on Tuesday, just praying for the members that, that God would give them wisdom. Well, finish up with that. Wednesday morning we have a prayer meeting with Kathy McMorris Rogers. And uh, so we meet her in her committee. She steps out of her committee. She has a little break, steps into this teeny little office she has in her committee office space. And we start talking about everything. And she said, you know, I'm really, I believe God's doing something right now. She said, we, we've got to pray. Uh, she's Because at that moment, Mike Johnson was potentially going to be the guy. And so we began to pray. Well, she starts telling us this story. I think it's so amazing. She said about a week and a half ago, right after McCarthy was removed, we have a train outside the office here. We tell them uh, that every time.
0: (laughs) It's train time. It is train time.
1: But uh, about a week and a half earlier, right after McCarthy was removed from the speakership, another member of Congress started trying to pull together his group of members to support him. And so she said, I was invited to this dinner thinking it was just a dinner kind of a thing. And then realized quickly that this member wants, you know, wants my support. Right. And she said, so this other member is sitting on my left, Mike Johnson sitting on my right. And she said, I leaned over or Mike Johnson leaned over to her and said, hey, Kathy, I feel like I am at a Red Sea crossing moment where God needs to make a way where there is no way. And he said, mm-hmm. you know, essentially what he was saying was I'm not going to push myself into this thing but I feel that God is maybe calling me to do this. I just don't know how it's going to happen. Wow. And Mike Johnson, if you know him at all, he's not the type of person to push himself. He's a very humble man. He was at, not at all going to try to get himself put in the middle of all of that.
0: No, not a bit.
1: He supported he supported uh, 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 Steve Scalise, who is kind of like his older brother. He supported Jim Jordan, who's like another older brother. He followed the path, even though you know when McCarthy was running, he supported McCarthy. He supported McCarthy again. He didn't want him removed. And so um, he just knew that God had placed something in his heart. Well, Kathy began to pray. Kathy knew, too. She did know. <laughs> she began to pray. And as the days got closer, uh, I think she felt even stronger that, that God was calling for this. And four days before, so it would have been six days ago, she said, I got a call from Mike first thing in the morning. He said, I had a dream last night. And I said, I, I believe it was a download from the Holy Spirit. He gave me seven things that we need to do to help save this country. hmm so he went to the, the current, at that moment, who was the the choice for speaker, potentially, and he said, hey, uh, I believe we need to do these seven things when you become a speaker. He wasn't even saying that he needed it to do them. It wasn't even him. Yeah, he was saying, we need to do these things. And that guy essentially said, well, Mike, you know, um, that's nice, kind of a thing. And said, but I just need your support right now. And so Mike kind of was, oh, okay. And Kathy made this beautiful statement. I thought it was so incredible. She said, it was almost like little shepherd boy, David, you know, when, when his father sent him with food to the Israelites and he goes and looks at them and they're hiding in their tents away from the Philistines. And he goes, why, why are you scared? Why are you afraid? We serve the living God of Israel and you're afraid to fight the Philistines. And they say, well, David, you've just brought the food. Go back to dad. We don't really need you to tell us what to do. You just you just keep supporting us that way, and she said that is essentially what happened to yep. Mike Johnson in that moment. And lo and behold, well, twenty four hours later, he's the guy, like, and not only the guy, unanimously. Well, that's the next part that I think is so amazing. That during that prayer meeting, as we began to pray for half an hour, two things happened that I thought were really amazing. One, Kathy got on her face on the floor, and very rarely do you ever see or hear about a member of Congress laying prostrate on the floor before the Lord, begging God for mercy over this country, begging God for wisdom. And that's what she did. We all were on the floor praying, begging God for those things. And the second thing was at the end of her prayer, she said, God, I'm going to take it a step further. I pray that you would give Mike Johnson a unanimous vote Mm. today, which... After what we've seen the last two and a half weeks. it <laughs> Looked impossible. What, even in January. Yeah. Fifteen votes and still barely made it. Yeah. That's it was it looked impossible because Mike is is a very conservative guy. And I stood alongside the House Chamber as they were voting. And I had I was in the cloakroom and I had my phone out watching C spam because we couldn't actually every so often members would open the door and but and we could hear them clapping or whatever. But we couldn't really hear what was going on exactly. So I'm watching and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> As it's coming. the other staffers are watching my phone with me. But uh, it was an amazing thing. Whenever we realized he was going to get 220 votes, I recognized I texted Kathy. She was on the floor. and I said, look at what God has just done. He's answered our prayers. Yeah. And uh, just an amazing experience. And then his first speech. You oh, were talking about that.
0: His first speech. I was at home. And you were in D.C., obviously, and so I, I actually filmed it on my camera, on my phone, and because I was just so proud. Number one, I started filming it, because most people don't know, but Barry Loudermilk is one of the members up there that are keeping tallies and yep. counts of the votes. He does it every time. And so I was was with Melody, and I was like, look, there's Barry, there's Barry. And so I was filming, and then at, at that moment, they um, they took him back to swear him in a speaker and all that stuff. And then he comes back and he gives his first speech. And it was just, first of all, he brings his Bible. yeah, He brings the real law. yeah, And he just starts talking about his faith and how all that, you know, he believed God had done in this moment. And I mean, just the way he speaks and he handles himself, you can tell he's different. He's different in a good way. I mean, he, he, I even said it last night to you, we were watching him on Hannity, you know, in that interview, cause we were really just trying to get to know him a little bit more and watch how he handles himself now in this position. Because I mean, you got to imagine you've gone overnight to the speaker of the house when you weren't planning on he it. Said,
1: he said, my wife couldn't even get a flight. Here. She couldn't right.
0: even get a flight. Fast I mean, enough. So yeah.
1: It happened so fast. It,
0: it truly is a God thing. Yeah. Uh, there is no doubt that God was involved in all of this and he gives him all of the credit which is amazing to hear that's our speaker of the house. And so, uh, watching his interview last night, I told you, I said, you know what? He looks very presidential as well. He does. And he was, you know, like we talked about the little shepherd boy, David, even when you first said Mike Johnson, I said, who, who is that? And you said, well, he's a member from Louisiana. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, next. <laughs> and I'm in my head, you know, with not knowing anything and not knowing. I'm thinking, man, they're just picking anybody. Yeah. They're just throwing darts at the board at this point. Yeah. But God had a whole plan. Well, he had a whole just, plan. It's in It's true
1: because it's it's like, I I have seen, obviously Mike on you know getting on planes together, and in the halls, he's just Mike Johnson. Like, yeah. uh, For years now, I mean, the night that um, the night that we. That I proposed to you, he was sitting there at at the service. He's just, he was, you know, everybody's kind of knew him, at least the people that know him, he's a man of faith, but he was just Mike Johnson walking around, like just a normal kind of low key. And I think Mark Walker made a great point two weeks ago when we, you know, in the last episode we had with him, that Mike was one of those guys that you won't see on TV all the time. Just, he's just doing the good work. He loves the Lord and he's living out his faith on a daily basis. And God has risen him to a place of prominence out of nowhere and overnight. Mm -hmm. That just doesn't happen. It doesn't. And I I love
0: too when he got up there in his speech, uh, you know, one of the first things he said was he looked at Hakeem Jeffries and he said, I know that there are many things that we totally disagree on. He said, but I know that your heart wants the good for this country. And he built a bridge in that moment. And it may be something that even Democrats at that moment, are, you know, he's not their guy, obviously. You know, they're like, I don't believe, I don't believe it. Uh, yeah. it. Yeah. But I, I don't know if, if that were me and and there was a and I was sitting in that position or if I was if that was a Democrat saying that to me and said, I know your heart really wants good for this country and that deep down, all you want is for the good of America. And I'm looking forward to working with you on the things that we agree with. That would kind of melt me a little bit. And I know I'm a woman, so I'm a little bit more emotional, but I think it would melt me in a, in a way to go, you know what? That's really nice. You didn't have to say that, you know, because there's a lot of people that get up there and go, we're going to change things. We're going to do things. We're going to well, turn I mean, this even, around. And,
1: yeah, and even looking at Hakeem Jeffrey's speech just before his, I don't know if you watched it. But hey, you know the, the minority leader gets to give a speech before the speaker. Non- yeah, it happened back in January when McCarthy. But you know uh, there were there were there did there were digs that were happening, and but I,
0: Mike came out with no swords. Yeah, yeah only I one sword. <laughs> and He held it in his hand, right? Yep. But I mean, he came out with no no ammunition, and it it was totally a Jesus Christ moment. It really was because he came out like the hands and feet of Jesus and said, listen, we don't agree. There's no doubt. There's, there's no argument there, but I'm looking forward to finding common ground. Yeah. And I know that, I know that deep down in your heart, you just want what's best. And you, you know, and it's like, he turned the other cheek almost and was like, I'm not going to fight with you. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not here to fight. I'm, I'm a kind person. And we're going to find things that we agree on, and that's what we're going to work for together. Yeah. But I'm also going to stand up for what I believe in, because he talked about that too later on, about how strong his faith was and the things that he believes that he stands for against abortion, all that kind of stuff. I mean, he is, it, it, as a Christian, he's what you want. Yeah. He's what you want.
1: Well, and I think even last night on his interview with Hannity, which we really don't, you know, we always say this, we don't really watch the news much, but I wanted to see what he had to We've say. We've
0: watched it more... This last month, just because of the whole speaker issues, Israel, Israel. and now with the Mike Johnson, we have, I feel like we've been overloaded with the news (laughs) Yeah, so much Uh, so that we put up our Christmas decor last night (laughs) because I just needed, I mean, yesterday was like, you know, It was a fun day because we put up our Christmas decor, but the day before was like, we could finally breathe because we got one situation handled. Yes. And now that we've got that situation handled, they can start handling other situations like Israel and other things that are going on. So yesterday I said, that's it. We're putting up Christmas decor. I need some happiness. I need some coziness in this house. We're turning off the news. We watched Father of the Bride 1 and 2. It was a great day.
1: (laughs) No, I agree. There were two... Things, though, that I think were very interesting about his um, first conversation with uh, Sean Hannity. Thank you. And one was, he said, you know, Sean said, people want to know about who you are, what you believe, da 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 And he said, Mm -hmm. the easiest way to do that is, he said, because I'm a Christian, is to pick up a Bible off a shelf. That's my worldview. That was a powerful answer. To encourage people to go. And to he said that about the
0: law too. Remember, because yep. yep. Hannity said, you know, you're a firm believer of the law, and he said, I, yeah, absolutely. And he talked about, you know, abortion and taking it back to the states and things like that. And yeah,
1: you know, and he's, I think it was an interesting take on it, which is, a, is very important to note because some people may not have liked that answer. Uh, but the answer he gave was, you know, I, I am a strict law guy, so. What it, what the United States has in law, I have to uphold abide by him. may not be my personal opinion, but you know, as someone who is, is not above the law, that, that is, you know, what I'm required to do. Uh, but that, that was such a beautiful answer. I thought about, you know, God's word and, um, and just every, every, the way he answered things were really great. Now, what I want, and we had this conversation, uh, Kathy, we, Kathy and I did and, uh, and George um, on Wednesday, we recognize that Mike Johnson is just a man.
0: Absolutely. Right? And I think
1: that's important to note. Uh, I believe that, he, you know, God is raising him up for such a time as this. And he even said something to that effect, but we want to recognize and make sure that we remember that he's just a man yeah, and that, uh, without the help of the Lord, uh, we can do nothing. Uh, this country is doomed without the help of the Lord. And so Mike Johnson recognizes that as well, but I was definitely excited this week about what God is doing, uh, what he's done. And again, miracle after miracle after miracle for us to be where we are right now. This was the other thing after he was voted in, he gave his speech, all the members, or at least a chunk of the Republicans stepped off, uh, onto the front stairs of the house side of the Capitol and did an, uh, you know, uh, not an interview, but a press conference. Right. And Scalise introduced uh, Speaker Johnson, and then he spoke for maybe three or four minutes. It was very short. But after that, I had member after member after member that I know, or that we know, that grabbed me and said, I can't wait to sit down when we all get back and tell you what God has done. There have been so many miracles. I've heard that continually from members who have just been in prayer, they have been begging God uh, to to give us some space to bring the right man or lady into this position because the Middle East is on fire. Hmm. Uh, there's so many things going on in the world and we need good leadership right now in the House of Representatives You know, to kind of step through uh, all of the hoops and, and the, the trials that we have as a nation right now. And so I believe that God has raised up a shepherd boy, David in, uh, Mike Johnson. And, um, what an exciting time. It really is better than we could have imagined.
0: Yeah. I mean, and you know, because of the relationships that we have built with members that have relationships with Mike Johnson that are very close to him, all the things that we thought that were not going to happen, I believe that God has just opened the door even wider oh, yeah. than we had before. And, um, I truly can say that I did not think that that was going to happen with the next speaker. I, I definitely had doubt and I have to admit that because it's the truth. I remember, you know, like I said, the day that, that McCarthy was out, I just, I think I told you, I said, man, I feel like I have a, just a hole in my stomach. It just was sad and sad for him because I felt like what happened to him was just not right. Um, sad for us because I felt like everything that we were building had been crumbled to the ground. Um, sad for the future of our country, because I didn't know what was gonna happen at that point. And, you know, it took almost four weeks for us to get to this point, which is I hope never happens again. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And I hope we can find ways to make it where it can't happen again. But um but yeah. And then now I look at it and just go, God had it all under control the entire time. And there was a reason for it. There was a will. God's will was in all of that. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Obviously it was to put Mike Johnson in office. Um, and I, I don't understand it, but I'm happy that we have Mike Johnson as Speaker of the House. I do know that because he's a wonderful man of God. He has wonderful character, and I'm looking forward to working with him.
1: Me too. And uh, it was interesting to watch. He went from rep- you know, regular representative Mike Rags Johnson. to riches, as
0: they say. Yeah,
1: to uh, his whole life essentially has changed <laughs> dramatically in 24 oh, it, hours. It, yeah. I mean, I watched the
0: office space alone.
1: (laughs) Well, that too. But it was just amazing to watch how the Capitol Police, I I literally watched the shift where they were, you know, they they have, they call them foreign detail duty. Yeah. That protect the speaker, you know, anybody in leadership, right? Well, at that point, because the interim speaker was, you know, uh, 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 Patrick McHenry, they, all the foreign detail guys were following him. Well, all of a sudden, I watched as that transfer had happened how they were leaving uh, McHenry and prepping out in the hallway, prepping to switch to to Mike Johnson. And that is an incredible thing to watch. I had never seen that before in all my years, Um, but it was a a neat transference. So as as
0: far as presidency, is he third? He's third third in line, right? Mm -hmm. Because you have president, vice president, and speaker of the house. Yep. Well, there you go. He really rose to the top, didn't he?
1: He did. It's almost like, uh, in a different way, But I, I watched that show, Designated Survivor, Designated Survivor, in the first episode, obviously, for different reasons that, you know, he he's just a, the guy's obviously a low-level uh, ordeal, you know, or he's, I think, Secretary of Development, How- Urban Housing Development, something yeah. like that, and he goes to President of the United States. Well, Mike Johnson, comparatively to most members of Congress, was not the most one on, he had 50 400 followers on Instagram. He's got, I think almost a hundred thousand now or Let's something. Let's see
0: where like. he's up to now. I don't know. I know it out. was 50
1: some thousand this I morning, follow him. but, um, you know, so he's, he has jumped dramatically in 48 hours, uh, from, you know, not obscurity, but close to it politically wise, you know, but, uh, what an amazing thing we've had going on this week.
0: Yeah, it's on Instagram for those that are wondering. It is now Speaker M. Johnson. If you want to look him up on Instagram and follow all that they're doing in their office. But um, I just love that it changed. It now says Speaker. It used to say Mike Johnson because that's what I typed in to follow him the other day. And now it is Speaker M. Johnson. And um, he has almost 60,000 followers now. And went, he, have, he has official blue check mark, which he did not he have when I followed 55,000
1: him. Fifty five thousand followers in forty eight hours. Yeah. So people are wondering who this guy is, and apparently is,
0: it's a popular search on Instagram too. Because as soon as I typed in Johnson, <laughs> it said popular.
1: Well, this is the thing we need to be praying that God would continue to give Mike Johnson, Speaker Mike Johnson, opportunity to to share his faith. He has been unashamed to do unashamed. so already. And so I pray it didn't even look like it phased him. You know, when they were talking about all the things people have said about you and he's from like, eh. okay.
0: you got to have that mindset though. I mean, even as like a president, you've got to have that kind of a hard shell on to be able to survive that kind of role. Because if, if you can't handle that, then you won't survive it. You won't no. survive it.
1: Well, we need to be praying uh, for him. And since, uh, and I still he, say
0: you're his doppelganger.
1: <laughs> That's what ever said yesterday. I
0: saw him when <laughs> I first before, saw maybe. him and you told me who it was and I was looking for him and I, I found him on Instagram. I was like, oh my goodness, this looks like Nathan. I'm not saying hair. you look exactly like him, but man, like a quick glance. And I, I, I looked at some pictures and I thought. That looks just like Nathan. Like, you wear the same glasses. You always wear... He wears the blue suits. That's, like, a huge thing. You love blue suits. I do love blue suits, And yeah. you have the same hairstyle. You have the same, like, shape of body and facial features. It just weirded me out when I first <laughs> saw it. I was like, he looks like my husband. That's uh, so
1: strange. That is funny. <laughs> you know, it's... it's uh, just
0: an older version. I think that's... I think hair. you will look like Mike Johnson when you're at his age. Oh,
1: well... Sorry, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Well, since, you know, we started uh, last week, we didn't do this because we had Mark Lowry on, but we started uh, having a member every week that we want to pray for. And so uh, for obvious Obvious reasons, reasons. uh, Mike Johnson will be our member this week. And next week, we're going to have Kathy Morris Rogers on. Mm -hmm. So we'll get to pray with her and for her. And hear her whole side of the story. I can't wait wait for y'all to hear that. Well, I I mean, I know we've told it, but
0: to hear her tell it. It's just a whole different experience.
1: Oh yeah, it's going to be great. But uh, let's pray for him real quick, Father. I pray for uh, Speaker Johnson, Lord, that you would just continue to give him wisdom, Father. What a what a privilege it is that we have the opportunity to get to serve in this role in this way. So, Lord, we're so excited about what you've done, what you're going to do in the days ahead. But, Lord, protect his family, his children, his uh, four kids that he has, Lord, and his wife, their marriage. His staff and all the things that are happening, the adjustments that are being made. We ask that we would be known as encouragers to his office uh, and to his staff, Lord. What, what an opportunity we have. And he is shining uh, the light of Jesus Christ all over the place, uh, all over this country for people to see. And as Bill Gaither says, in the darker the night, the brighter the light. And Mike Johnson is being a bright light for Jesus Christ Mm. right now. And so, Lord, we are so grateful and thankful for what you're doing and what you're going to do in the days ahead. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so if you haven't followed or subscribed to this podcast, please do so. Uh, You can find out more information, hopetothehill.com.
0: And we have a Facebook page, Hope to the Hill on Facebook, Hope to the Hill on Instagram. Hope in
1: the Halls Facebook page. Hope in the Halls
0: Facebook page. You can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple's uh, podcast, and then Amazon has a podcast uh, app
1: as well. I thought you you had a brain in yours in the first thing. You said Spotify Apples. (laughs) (laughs) one last thing too because we've had we always have people ask you know how are you guys how are you funded in dc what do you do uh to make a living well amber and i obviously try to do other things but you can go uh, to the hope to the hill page if you'd like to support our work uh amber does so many things behind the scenes and then she's involved with me so you can actually even give to the work that she does with our ministry, you can give to me, which goes to us either way. And then all of our teams on there, you can, uh, we have multiple missionaries in our team that you can pick, uh, but we would be so grateful if you or your church, uh, I spoke at an educators convention this last weekend and some of the schools were talking about taking our ministry on uh, with students giving and, and as a mission thing. So that's cool. We would be so grateful because it's only by, uh, the giving of God's people, people who listen to this or support our ministry, that we can continue doing what we do in D.C. Absolutely. Getting to-
0: it pays for travel to get to D.C. It pays for anything that we do for the members, our outreaches. Um, we do lunches for staffers all the time. We do breakfasts. Uh, we do film Bible screenings. studies, film <laughs> screenings. We do so many things on the Hill. And so it is, we cannot do it without your support. And so if you would like to do that and you would prayerfully like to do that, you can do that at hope to the hill.com slash giving, and then you can give straight from there and you can even set up where it's reoccurring. So that it has a bug you every month. Um, but we would just appreciate your prayers more than anything. And we appreciate you listening to this podcast.
1: Yes. And one last thing, if you would like us to come to your church, you can have your pastor reach out. We're going to more churches over these, uh, these we have this year, a lot more uh, to share about our work. We would be more than thrilled to maybe if it's not me or Amber, it's one of our team that can come. Uh, but we would be very grateful for that. So all those things, a lot of information there, share this podcast with your friends. We have so many people that had not even, didn't even know what we do in DC that have sent messages saying their friends shared this podcast with them. So we're going to have, uh, Jim Kaviesel in the next few weeks. We're working, uh, trying to get scheduling. Uh, um, oh, what's his name? Um, your buddy, he's a singer, uh, um. Danny Goki. I
0: was like, Sorry. I have a lot of friends who We're are trying, buddies. Yeah,
1: that's true. Uh, trying to get his, just scheduling is hard right now with everybody. So we have other members of Congress, Congressman Loudermilk and so many more. It's going to be a great time. So Absolutely. we will see you very soon.
0: Have a great week. And remember, it's already been a great
1: week. So that's let's just right. keep
0: praising the Lord for what he's doing.
1: Amen. See you soon. Bye.